what is perennially coming up when you talk about South African football, and I know you all know this very well, is the dominance of sundowns, the financial investment. They can have a good season. They can have a bad season. They can have an indifferent season. The money is still there. I have to ask you, is there any team in South Africa that can stop this dominance and beat them in um in in in, in the Premier Soccer League? I think there are. I think there's a few teams that will do that this year. Uh, I think Gavin is on a on a, on a, on a, on a, on a good wicket. He's a different coach. He demands different things from his from his players. So you think Supersport think, can have a crack at this title, right? <laughs> I think Supersport can have a crack at the title. I think Cape Town City can have a crack at upsetting the 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 the, 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 the apple cart. I think Pirates and Chiefs both have it in them to do something to stop the the the, the dominance. But uh, the other clubs need to come to the party. They need to come to the party as far as preparing the players properly, preparing, you know, staying out of the social media for unnecessary things. Uh, you know, get away from that and concentrate more on what, what, between what the lines. Mean, what do you mean by that, coach? Because uh, I've I, I read p- articles in the past from you saying you're not the biggest advocate of social media. Do you not think in the world that we're living in, it's a reality and can be used as a as a tool that helps maybe be a megaphone for your club and your coaching or, or your, your playing ability. Zane, it's about it's about what you want to put out. And I believe, yes, it is the time in the world for that type of for that type of media things. But uh I, I, I don't see you as 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 a as a journalist wearing a Louis Vuitton cap, you know what I'm saying? I don't see, and you've got a C on your cap as well, which makes me even more prouder to do this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was for Cape Town. My wife is from <laughs> Chicago. This is called rebranding. How you a Cubs supporter? I don't know how you a Cubs supporter. They haven't won a penalty in years. Sorry, and I should say, I'm, I'm, I know the team so well. I got it wrong. It's a Chicago. Bears hat. <laughs> oh, it's I thought it's a C. Yeah, I this is the C. <laughs> I thought it's the C for Kevin. That's why you support him. <laughs> and Courtney. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yes. No supporter. But, but, but go on, coach. You're making some good points about social but, media. But seriously, for, for me, that is what we need to do. That is how they need to bring it. And our social media at the moment is all about brands. What is this player driving? What is this player wearing? Got the 50,000 brand cap on. He's got 90,000 brand sneakers on. That doesn't play football. No, no, I, I take saying? your point. I take your point. We need to take it to a different level. I mean, I don't see people showing what Lionel Messi wears to work, what car he drives. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, in all respect to him, I don't see them showing you uh, what sunglasses he's wearing, what this he's wearing. That is done in his own spare time. But they'll show you what he's training, what he's mm-hmm. doing. And therefore, we need to revisit that as uh, South Africans to understand what is football. I mean, uh, 
I was thinking about this. And uh, Sadio Mane, he, he said he said something, you know, I don't need a new cell phone, but I'm going to build a hospital for my, for my country. We, we know about that. We don't know that he drives uh, S-Class spe specifically made for him. No, we don't know about it. We don't need to know about that. But when he works for his, his, his country and he works for his community, yes, then they put out something. No, I agree. But, and and, and it's, it's, about, it's about getting the right messages you want on those platforms. Thank Not you. about the bling, it's authenticity. I think yes. you can be proud and confident, but also humble all at the same time. As you say with yeah. Mane and you know the super brands like um, Ronaldo and 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 Messi, um, but just to bring us back to to the question, you 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 got me excited when you said there's so many teams that can really make the the Premier Soccer League competitive is what we want, right? Because that's going to push Sundowns to be better on the continent. That's going to push others. But bringing it back to Gavin Hunt, he's won the Premier Soccer League four times, three times at Supersport, once at Wits. What is it about him and his team that you think could be a good disruptive force in the Premier Soccer League this season? Gavin plays a brand of football and he's a certain type of manager that when you play for him, play for him completely. Don't show other things and, and, and do things correctly the way he wants it to be done. And uh, when he when he gets that that uh, connection with his players in the right way, then he's always successful. For example, it adverts it took him a while because he was he had a crop of players that he needed to wipe out, wipe out, and then he had to bring in a crop of players and a mixed crop of players that wanted to fight for him. And then after that, you know what I'm saying? He, he gets the success, and when he's got that team. In his hands, they will they will they will do for him what uh, the, the 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 like the teams did it for him at SuperSport. Right now, SuperSport were in a little bit of a hole. He came, he's taken them out of that little bit of a hole, and he's got this crop of players in his hands now that has started off very well. He he wasn't able to start off very well when he was at Wits. He ended very 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 well. Now he's starting very well at Supersport, but it looks like the players that are behind him are the ones he wants, and they have to bring the other ones along. Like he's got uh, the Bradley Krobler there, he's got, uh, he's, no, not Ronald Williams, he's got one of his goalkeepers there, I think it's Ricardo Goss, or, or one of the others, and he's got uh, Tyson Satwayo there, and he's got, he's got a few players that were with him at bits, that he's brought along now and they know they know his mentality and that's always important when when you when you go in for a club like Supersport mm -hmm. you say yes let's go it's unlike when he was at Chipa you know there was mm -hmm. a lot of uh, I can't build yeah the, 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 there's no there's no there's no field there's no water there's you know the people are not coming to training they're coming late you know Gavin is in a situation now where Everything is in one place, like it was. Got the right environment to succeed, and I, I guess this leads me to my next question: is, and again, sorry, this wasn't to make it about Gavin, but now I'm interested. Um, 
he was successful at Supersport in the right environment. They created that at Wits at the end. Do you think Kaiser Chiefs will regret not giving him giving him an extended run to get it right at the Sweater Giants? Uh, yes and no. Yes, because I think uh, if 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 Gavin always gets the right opportunity and the right people behind him, he always do something good. Uh, no, because I think uh, he plays a certain brand of football, and Kaiser Chiefs want to play a certain brand of football. And fortunately, unfortunately, it doesn't doesn't always go together. But to build a winning team, you have to start somewhere. Uh, like you see Morocco went into the quarterfinals of the World Cup. How did they start? They started defensively, but all the attacking moves ended up in goals. And they built on that slowly, slowly until they got to the quarterfinals. And uh, by the time you got to the quarterfinals, then you started seeing the individuals that are good, that can make this team play again like they played a few, you know, like they can be in the future. But uh, that is where the, the, the problem lies is that there's a case of Chiefs who play a certain team and there's a case of Chiefs that need to build in order to be like they were before. Because to get to where they were before, it's going to take a lot at case of Chiefs. So coach, let's let's look you spoke a bit earlier about some fantastic talented players, you know, you know, uh, the Bradley Groblers, the Tatuayos, even Ronan Williams, I know you did mention. Uh did you speak can you think of someone who was really exceptional who you managed that has gone on to do some fantastic things in the game of football? There's, Courtney, there's so, 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 so many. I mean, there's so, so many uh, players that I've managed that were real, real good players. I mean, when you look at Stephen, you look at Sheppy, you look at Brett Evans, uh, they, 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 there were so many that, uh, are you there? Yeah, no, there I'm here. So I'm, many. Yeah, I'm listening there to you. Here. The connection took a bit of a hit, but your yeah, audio was Yeah, perfect. coach, you keep going. There, we, was, yeah. there were so many players. You got to talk about Sean Potfita. You talk about Dominic Isaacs. You talk about, uh, Cabo Melo Khorisang. You talk about Gift Links. You talk about Tuso Pala. Uh, they were, they were, they were, they were, there were so many, so many, so many players that I've managed. Uh, you talk about Enrico Bortis, that was a foreigner from uh, from Namibia. You talk about Emiliana Tadi, that was very, very good for me. Uh, who else? You talk about Manip Josephs, who I know since he's 13 years old. Uh, uh, you talk about. Whew, the many, 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 many players. Coach, I'd like I'd like to come to to Stephen Pinar, who has gone on to be an an unbelievable football player in Africa, in Holland, in the Premier in the Premier League. And we, I actually watched a tribute of Stephen to yourself, which was very emotional. I don't think a lot of people know of this journey he's gone through to get to where he is. Um, you know. Firstly, I just thought it was a lovely tribute between yourself and him. What about that connection between you and him that enabled him to push on to become such a good player? 
Courtney, uh, myself and Stephen, we're from the same area, Westbury. And uh, there were many other players other than Stephen that uh, was, was better than him probably. But when the, the chance came for the trial and uh, at the school, we looked at them, there was about five or six of them. And uh, Stephen, Stephen showed something that uh, we look for all the time in players. You know, you look at, you, when, we, when we do trials, we don't only look at the player's natural ability. We watch you and you might not know, and this is why trials are so important. We watch you when you're off the pitch. We watch you when you go to the toilet. What are you doing? If the toilet's five meters away, African diversity, we tend to stand on the side of the toilet, if you understand. Because the toilet is full, you can't wait, you stand somewhere on the side. And we knew those things. Uh, when you're in a group, you will always see the bigger mouths talking, 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 talking. You'll see the, the, the clever ones doing certain things. And this is all because of our, of our learnings and things like that. And Stephen was picked because of that. But in saying that also, like I say, Stephen is from a single parent and I, I happen to, 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 to take him home every, every holiday because he lived opposite the road from, from where my mother lived. So it was easy for me to take him home. And uh, in the car, we'd have our conversations about football, about where he is, about what he wants to do. And more important about uh, schooling. And uh, he, he carried on this up until under 17 level, under 20, under 23. And uh, to Bafana, became the Bafana captain. And uh, the one thing a lot of people don't know, the tribute comes from Stephen because I kept a, a very, very, very strong hold on Stephen. I made sure that he doesn't do what everybody else does. Like, for example, people don't believe it, but Stephen earned 500 rand up until the age of 21. Uh, <laughs> Stephen did not buy a car up until the age of, I think, 21, when I, when I said, Stephen, it's yours now. You can do what you want to with it. But we made sure, and we agreed upon this when he was still a kid, that his first sign-on fee we would buy his mother a house. And uh, whether that sign-on fee came when he was 25 or 30, it didn't matter. But the first sign-on fee would be for his mother to buy a house. And uh, God willing, he gave me that opportunity and I we bought his mother a house. But I was part of that. I sort of, part of the whole thing, who are you signing for? What? Who's the agent you want to work for? You, you are 30 or 15 years old, there was, at 16, I think Stephen had about seven agents looking to sign him. And at 16, I told him, you don't sign for anybody. You don't need an agent. Your agent is your two feet. And he listened to me until 21. Then I said, now, like we are born in Africa, South Africa, 21, your mother gives you the key. Uh, we sat each, other, sat each other down and we said, okay, Stephen, now, I'm not the agent. I'm giving you your freedom. Do it. What you want to sign? My suggestion is sign with this guy. You'll take your career. You'll take your career somewhere else because he can negotiate. Go to this club, like he signed for Ajax Amsterdam. 
you go to that club, it's a good club, very, very good club, you go from there. And from there, he went to Borussia Dortmund, he went to Spurs, he went to Everton, and he played at the highest level. But that's all from what we were taught, from what we spoke about, and not from what Kevin Johnson taught him. That's why in the tribute, you find out that he, he appreciates what I done for him. Because I told him, I'm not giving you this for money. I'm giving you this for my feelings. I'm giving you this to look outside and see where you come from and ask yourself, where do you want to be? Because you can be anywhere in the world with what you have at your feet. And uh, he listened. So for me, that is, that is what really, really helped me or helped him. And uh, yeah, when the tribute came, it was, it was a good surprise for me because it's like my own children. Uh, I give my own children the, the necessary guidance. But if they take it, they take it. If they don't take it, what can I do? I can't do anything. But God willing, God with me, my children are just as, as successful as Steven Pinar. They might not be uh, football players, but they all have degrees. My one kid is very, very, very successful as far as sport is concerned. She tell us about it, coach. Tell us, tell us. Am, am, am I right in saying she, your daughter plays hockey for South Africa? Yes, sir. She plays. She plays one for the, the outdoor twins. team. And she, she's one of the twins. Zane, you've done your homework. <laughs> she, A little bit. She, 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 plays, she plays hockey, indoor and outdoor for the South Africa team. And uh, she's just come back from the work. Uh, from the Commonwealth Games, and before then, she went to the Olympics. So we're proud of her there as well. Oh, coach. Congratulations. Well done, coach. That's well amazing. I, I was going to go, random question. Why why didn't she play girls football, coach? Why was it hockey? She did play football. They played. They all played football, uh, except for the, for the youngest one. But uh, twins did play football for one year. They played for Tableview United in Cape Town. Oh, but then cool. we, but then before we just moved, my nephew gave my little daughter a hockey stick, and she started playing hockey, and the rest is history. <laughs> but she's she's had a very, 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 very tough time getting to where she was. Sure. But what an athlete! She is an athlete, oh, you, and you, if you, I said you, you got to pay to play hockey, you know that, coach. It's, it's amateur. Sure. It's expensive. And it's, it's dangerous because you can lose teeth. Bloody expensive. Uh, to play hockey is very, very expensive. But she's been there, uh, yeah, God willing, she's, she's been able to play. In, she's been able to play overseas. She played in Holland. She played in Belgium for one or two years. So she has all that experience. But I think she's going for her last Olympics and then she's done. Coach, you know, Having this conversation with you, the, the, the nurturing part is coming out so much, and that's fantastic. You know, you speak about Stephen, you speak about some of the other guys, the Brett Evans that you've coached, you speak about your your daughter with, with the, the hockey. Now, Stephen is basically in Holland starting to manage starting to get his managerial career together. You can see he wants to be a manager. He's working at Ajax. Does he have discussions with you around management, especially you being so successful as a manager and have so much experience? Uh, I don't think he, 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 he's, he's coming to that space yet. 
because he's just started uh, Kotni. And our conversations have always been here and there, not, not, not very often. But uh, I think he's still finding his feet. And because he's been coached by so many other guys at the highest, highest level, he's got to understand what those guys try to teach him. And then he will come back and decide, you know what? What I'm doing here at under 19 or under 18 level is not necessarily what I need to do that I got from your, uh, what was his name, the guy at Everton? Uh, David Moyes. David Moyes or, or, or the guy in, in, in Borussia Dortmund. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily that information I need. What I do need is to go back and understand what it is to coach a child and where was I when I was a child. And all credit to the guys at Amsterdam now there's one guy that's called Edmund Klaus. He's, he's very, very clever. I worked with him for a while. So he's got to steal from those managers. Then come back to South Africa and speak to Kevin Johnson, who has all this diversity in his head, uh, and find out if, if, if it matches what he's thinking. Because the, the mentality is, is, is what uh, makes the difference. Because you know he's, he's, he's actually coaching Dutch players now. And their mentality is completely different to what we have. Yes, when I went to coach in Holland and I introduced them to what we as South Africans were doing, they thought that was fun. They said, wow, this is better than what we do normally. I said, well, it uh, just shows you why we could be one of the powerhouses in the world, but we're not using it. Kevin, this has been a fascinating conversation. Wonderful, Kevin. Honestly, Wonderful. you've given us such wisdom. Wonderful. You've given us such insight. You've been fantastic for us today. Once again, your, your time you've given to us, your knowledge. We're just grateful to have you talk to us. You've been so, so open for us and accessible. Thank you very much. Kevin, what a pleasure it is to have you on the podcast. And for those out there who've taken a listen, please leave a rating and a review. It helps people find the show. It's been a pleasure, Kevin. We wish you well.